you want to hear something amazing? Uh, yeah. So, you know, upgraded to uh, Windows on my PC a little bit ago. I got Windows 11. 11 Windows 11. From 10. Nice. And cool. for the last, I, I do two monitors. And what I like to do is on one monitor, I have the thing I'm working on. And the other monitor, I have some other stuff going on. Um, and sometimes stuff I'm working on. Um, <laughs> no. No. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, and then, did you say porn? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I oh, God. We're not recording are we um brother you know the second i saw your freaking voice pop up and this thing i started <laughs> i pressed the record button because this is the good stuff this is what people want to hear yeah but there's a feature in it now like uh, a, a big part of my day was spent like resizing windows so that they're the correct size on my screen you know what i mean so i can watch a youtube video in the corner and then i have my other thing and then i have the thing i'm working on you know what i mean yeah and uh, Windows 11 has a feature where if you hover over the full screen button on the on like a, a window, uh -huh. it like will automatically like sh show a couple layouts, and you can choose the specific things you have open into the screen layout. And That's... it's uh fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't I can't quite picture what it is that you're saying, but it, it sounds, automatically it snaps like... the thing. It's so it's, awesome. It sounds, I can't it believe great. it. I'm happy that you're happy. Think about this. Okay? Think about this. Say you got your your monitor going. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you got on. You know you have your Gmail open, but you want to take notes in uh, the like notes uh, thing that has no. That's like you know free of any format stuff. You You've know? completely lost me. <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. That's it. Sounds great. Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is the podcast where we play indie games from Rich.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the Itch.io bundle for Rich Justice and Equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 61, and we have played 178 of the... 3,451 games in our bundles, and we promised to play all of them. Thank you and for joining us today. Also, looks like probably, probably we're going to be adding another bundle. I know. Today, I they're uh, hot off the presses. Um, a developer on itch.io is putting together a Ukraine-specific bundle to raise uh, money for people in Ukraine. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. That'll usually It usually takes a couple like days to like weeks for these things to come together, um, but Get ready, folks. Here we go again. <laughs> um, I so I have made the purchase and kind of started to to dabble in Elden Ring. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, really don't know what I'm doing, and I've watched some like videos of people playing it, and I'm like, there's no way I'm ever gonna be get like that good. You know what I mean? Like, but this is explicitly. I think this is exactly the thing to just eliminate the thought of good 
okay. from your from your brain. You are not uh-huh. playing against uh, like a a twelve year old that has more dexterity than you. Right. You know, <laughs> you're playing against yourself and this game that is tough, but there's lots of different ways you can play this game. You can cheese it and figure out your own little way to play. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm excited about it. I haven't I haven't really given it the full go yet. I haven't had time to to dedicate to to kind of dive in yet but i'm I'm excited to play it i'm excited to have a you know add something to the apex legends rocket league <laughs> uh you know roster. is this going to be the first uh like beefy game that you play on your pc like yeah. that you haven't played before yes that's exciting it is exciting I'm, I'm really excited there's like a couple dead cells in the monitor and i've run out of time to return it um so i either i need to figure something out about that because it's it doesn't always bug me but then you know like if you like look up at the sky there's just like a tiny little dead cell and you're like oh this <laughs> that's this is kind of the point of this is that i want full immersion <laughs> elden ring is kind of the first test for me of my uninstalled all of my big ass toxic uh you know addiction games yeah from my computer and now i am thinking like, man, I'd really like to play Elden Ring. And I'm like, no, this is exactly what you're trying to avoid right now. You don't want to disappear into it. Yeah. You don't want a big game like that. So just enjoy it. So I've been actually, uh, producer Matt um, bought it and uh, had, was streaming over the weekend to our Discord. And so I just popped in there and watched him play a lot and was having a lot of fun hanging out. That sounds like there. fun. Yeah, no, it does seem like a game that you could just watch and just be like, whoa, that is the, yeah. like the, the monster design. The character design is so cool. It's cool, and like people die all the time, and there's lots of fun exploration going on. It's yeah. a cool game. We're Bundle Buddies is pro Elden Ring. Also, it's like you know, it it's just like sick, you know. Like there's nothing about that game that's bad. I don't think maybe it's too hard, but I don't know. It's kind of just like I I just love a game that has that kind of spirit of like accept me on my own terms. You know, I'm not pandering to anyone. Um, yeah, well, and really and appeals I to me. I'm I'm interested in seeing what that actually means because I've heard people right. talk about that and I'm right. like I don't know what that totally means yet and I'm just sort of glad that like it didn't seem like George R. R. Martin like had anything to do so it's like you know I'm glad that somebody can like give him something to do. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, the sooner that I mean you know every year brings us one like section closer to death for that guy. <laughs> what's uh should we get into this episode well i mean i one thing i want to say you had something to say no no it's all good i i uh as part of my thing of like you know getting rid of all those of game pass and just like playing some stuff i have been diving back into some bundle games and i played um maybe three hours of the great green (laughs) over the weekend is that a game we've played it is. It's the Dragon Oregon Trail game. Oh, the okay. The one. Wait, Dragon Oregon. Tra- it's trail. like the, the it's one the where same... you start as a baby gr- dragon. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh huh. Um, you oh, played sorry, three it's, hours today. It's Golden Treasure, the Great. Green. The gold, I didn't okay, play, right, I played. I played three hours on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's still awesome. It's great. Okay. I still uh, really, really love it. There was that. What have, I also you, put a game. what have you discovered? In, what have you discovered? Well, you know. Because that was a game that I was like, I, I kind of scratched the, you know, some games we, we get to spend more time with than others. That's right. just sort of part of the 
part of the project and, and there's well, some acceptance to that the, but the, the yeah. first chunk of the game so the tutorial space you're in, you're like a little baby in this specific kind of like uh weird little area like where you're just sort of like testing yourself against stuff and kind of learning the basics and i figured as we were playing it like for the most of part of the time i was playing that game like oh this is just a little game sort of a proof of concept kind of thing but what became clear to me towards the end is that actually you go on to the next area and then that's where the actual game starts. So the first area oh. is just a place to like kind of test yourself and learn kind of what's in store. And then the actual game begins after that. Um, and uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh, basically, you explore these territories, those different uh, events that you can sort of click on to have things happen. You play those out. You hunt for food. Um, I just did this thing where... Uh, I had to pay 20 shiny things to the big dragon that's at the edge of my territory. And he showed me this uh, sort of underwater cave where I went in there. And then I had to complete a bunch of lessons from different kinds of fish about different things <laughs> and gain a ton of experience and actually had to like, there was a portion Eric that you would have loved because it was just like really quick, basic math. You had to like <laughs> do math problems really fast. <laughs> And I was like, damn, this is like what Eric loves to do is uh, quick math problems, you know? <laughs> but then after oh, yeah. you completed everything, you gained like a ton of experience and you leveled up a bunch. Oh, um, that's tight. I wonder if Elden Ring is going to have any little quick math problems I can do to gain a bunch of experience. Maybe physics, you know? Mm. But yeah. So yeah keep, physics, maybe physics. <laughs> keep, uh, keep Elden Ring. I'll stick with Golden Treasure, the Great yeah. Green. Thank you so much. That's fun. I like um, that. I like this for you. Yeah. I like that you're like, I can't play these like big, uh, you know, like time sucking, you know, full immersive experiences, but you still like played three hours of the like, game. I know. <laughs> well, but the nice thing was about it is that like sometimes I'll play those games and, you know, it'll usually the, the thing that I have problems with are eight hour games. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's yeah. three hours. I'm like, great tight that's great yeah i like yeah. this i like this for you it's gonna be fun uh we, speaking of fun we have a fun one uh this week yeah a really fun episode mm -hmm. we got holly and diala or rather oh shit is it diala or diala do you remember i think it's diala okay cool i will take that again matt let him take it again We've got Holly and Diala of Echo Dog Games on. Uh, they uh, are the uh, lead artist and d uh, developer, or I guess designer, uh, respectively. Yes, they're the designer. <laughs> so I don't want to get the, like, the, uh, Diala's uh, title wrong, you know? Yeah, the designer of um, Signs of the Sojourner, one of the first games we played as part of Bundle Buddies, and a game that I played sort of during the darkest days of quarantine and really, really enjoyed. Um, and it's super fun. It's a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I think uh, Signs of Sojourner, we played first episode. I gave it a pass, and I think I was wrong. I'm pretty sure I was wrong. I, that that game is better than I um, I really gave it credit for. It. I think I was being a little snot, and um, they were very kind, uh, despite my, my cruelty. Well, I think that their point, and we'll get into it, is that like you gave good notes, and so right. like that's all you can really ask for, sure. you know, as a game designer, um, as opposed to like blind kind of uh, obedience or something like that. 
Is that what you do? I guess so, yeah. Um, This week's cause is the Los Angeles Food Bank. Their mission, no one goes hungry in Los Angeles County. Since 1973, the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank has distributed more than 1.83 billion pounds of food. The food bank collects food from hundreds of resources with the help of 15,000 volunteers annually and an agency network of more than 600 partner agencies. They serve more than 90,000, oh, excuse me, not 90,000 people, 900,000 people on a monthly basis. 97% of revenues go directly to the programs. So if you donate that money, 97% of that money is going to go to a program to get someone fed. Uh, www.lafoodbank.org or at LA Food Bank on Twitter. Uh, Diala specifically asked us to donate them because they've been doing such amazing work during COVID times. Um, you know, this stuff is not over despite everyone kind of deciding it is, uh, and people still need help. So uh, if you can uh, contribute, please do. Um, and send us uh, proof that you do, and we'll shout you on the show. Rad. Yeah. Rad. Uh, let's get into the dang uh, app. How about? I think that sounds like a great idea. We actually played Signs of the Sojourner on the very first episode of the podcast. I I listened to that one after yeah, I listened oh, to no. the one you uh, you sent. I was like, oh, I know you guys have played ours. Let me let me hear about that. It's so early, and I feel I'm like, <laughs> I feel bad. I think I I was like way meaner probably eric than came I at eric been. came at like podcasting from a very different angle at this it's funny like as we've kept on recording like we get closer and closer to each other somewhere in the middle and so like mm-hmm. um because i i actually when i when i played sons of the Sh- sojourner it was like peak pandemic pre-vaccine mm-hmm. very hopeless and i downloaded the bundle and then played that game and was like this game rocks it's like all I want to do for like an evening after I like eat dinner or like before I'm cooking or something like that. And then just like sit down and play this fun, you know, card game with traveling um, and think about like nice feelings for a while. Um, yeah. And I was coming from like, I was playing like out like eight hours of Magic the Gathering on arenas every day. And I was just like, this isn't Magic the Gathering, which is like the stupidest take. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was too bad. Like I, I completely understand like, you clarified in that episode that like this isn't saying the game is good or bad. This is just like what our cup of tea is. And this, <laughs> if right. if yeah. it wasn't in the bundle, I might not have picked it up. You know, seeing it randomly. Yeah. It. Okay. Good. Well. Great. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> that that is we what generosity that. looks like. Right there. <laughs> I can learn. We heard that kind of feedback from a lot of people who are like, especially the the like the serious card game players. <laughs> mm. They're like, why can't I optimize my deck to kill everyone? It's like, that's uh, not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, Diallo was coming good. from. You were playing a lot of Slay the Spire at the time, right? And yeah, you, were, you were like, oh, I want to make this a uh, card game. And I was like, well, I hate card games. But, uh... <laughs> and then I had to play a bunch of them for research. And I'm like, you know, maybe I don't hate card games, but uh, still uh, don't love them. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's actually let's take it back. I, I don't welcome to Bundle Buddies. Thank you both so much for for doing this. Uh, who? are you <laughs> would you like yeah, to introduce for the, for the listeners please yeah, tell, yeah, tell yeah. us your voices and your names uh yeah hi i'm diala and i was the designer on signs of the sojourner sick and i'm holly and i was the artist awesome how uh 
and signs of the sojourner a game that we played right up top uh yeah very cool how did the two of you start working together we met um when we were working at a mobile studio um actually with our third uh partner zach um and then yeah i guess a couple years after um like holly had moved on to other jobs by then and uh i kind of had this very vague seed of an idea and mm. um kind of got together with holly and zach and yeah, just went went from there. That's amazing. It's like it the so we talked about it a little bit up top, like Science of the Sojourner specifically. It's got so many interesting elements going on. I, I think one of the things I really, really loved about it was the idea of like uh learned uh skills through communication kind of, where it's like if you you're on this kind of like journey well, so to back up. Basically, like you are uh, in this possibly post-apocalyptic, distant future kind of a thing, or maybe not so distant, which is what you know that what's what really screws with your head. Am I right? <laughs> um, uh, but you're you're traveling uh, around, uh, trading and um, trying to improve your hometown so it doesn't get skipped over on um, these the caravans. Uh, caravans exactly, uh, mm-hmm. so that you'll get necessary goods and, and stuff like that and. and uh, the way that you interact with people is through this uh, card game where you're basically just like matching symbols with each other um, to try to, and the different symbols will have different kinds of like uh, feelings or ideas or like methods of communication, like logical or uh, emotional. It's been a while since I played. I should have definitely mm-hmm. given it a little bit fresher, <laughs> but the point being, I, I really love the idea of like, you know, at certain points on your trip, you just might not have the ability to communicate with someone. And so you're going to lose out on that opportunity. And that's not, you know, you might feel frustrated, but that felt like really, uh, that, that felt like real as hell to me. You know what I mean <laughs> about like the idea of interacting with people where it's like, well, you know, we're just not, we don't have the same kind of, we're not speaking the same language. We don't have the same kind of uh, skill set or like communication set to be able to really relate to each other right now. Um, mm-hmm. And that was something I absolutely loved. How did you guys land on sort of that idea as like a, 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 well, first of all, like, feel free to tell me if I'm like totally way off, but how, where did that gem of an idea come from? Like what kind of games were you playing or what sort of things were you thinking about that kind of led you in that direction? Yeah, well, so I had kind of had this big idea of how to, I guess, gamify dialogue a bit more. Mm. Um, and like I said, I kind of been playing a lot of Slay the Spire and uh, some other card games. I was like, okay, I can kind of see how this would work. Um, and a large part of it, actually, was kind of to what you were saying, the idea that even if you had, like, the correct cards in your deck, mm. you don't always have perfect control. And, like, the way you draw a hand kind of mimics that of, like, you're just in a bad mood today or, like, the person you're talking to mm. had a shitty day and isn't interested in what you have to say. And, like, even if in a different situation it could go well, like, you drew a bad hand, and that just kind of mimics the... Yeah, you you can't always control the situation and who you're talking to, um, but we went through so many prototypes to land on oh, yeah. final <laughs> mechanics. <laughs> what uh, were some early uh, early you know mistakes or or you know I don't know maybe mistakes is the wrong word early iterations. Early, yeah. yeah, yeah. We actually had like a whole game, a different game in the first six months we were developing that we completely oh, whoa. scrapped. Whoa. Yeah. Um. And I remember it was it was actually more um, inspired by like 
I want to say Slay the Spire, but also like more strategic card games. Mm. And the feedback we were getting was that the cognitive load was just too much. So people were either reading or playing the card game. And we wanted them to be intertwined. We wanted mm. people to be playing the card game, card game to read mm. the narrative. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so that's why it, it got simplified so much because people just um, couldn't read the narrative <laughs> and hold all these numbers uh, and relationships and attributes and uh, points in their head at the same time. Yeah, I think also just the presentation of like that kind of more strategic gameplay um, encourage people to approach it as like, this is a card battle to win or mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I need to optimize to have the best Me. points yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, 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 it's so interesting because you like Eric and I are very different. Uh, we like different things out of games. There are some ways in which we overlap and stuff like that, but you're kind of like nailing maybe what I loved about it and what Eric would have loved about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, like, I think but, that like uh, card games are I mean like games are hard to make. You, what I've learned from doing this podcast is games are hard to make. But it but it sounds like <laughs> uh, it sounds like one of the things you're describing is that like you know introduce like how do you introduce rules to people in some ways? How do you introduce mechanics? How do you uh stay fresh while you're while you're going but also like continue to to in but keep keep people kind of intrigued and it sounds like that's crazy that you did like a full game and then we're like mm, it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. i mean that sounds stressful as hell yeah go ahead <laughs> bigger like the bigger problem like that you kind of touched on just now was we're trying to make a collaborative game mm. and it's i think personally i think it's much more difficult to make a satisfying collaborative game um than it is like a lot of the card games we were referencing or researching are battlers. And yeah. uh, there's you and your enemy or your opponent. And we really wanted, like I know Diala early on mentioned, like she wanted it to be you kind of building off of each other. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, that that's what struck me so much is just like, it felt like very true to life in, in so many ways. It, just like, especially when you're doing a run and you kind of like an interaction goes well, and then suddenly this like branch of the story you didn't really know existed, like kind of opens up, and you might get lucky and then be able to like pursue that branch a little bit, you know, like see what's going on. But it might not happen that way. You might be like stuck going another way around, or something else might like strike your fancy, or like you're saying, you might just like draw a bad hand the next time you're talking to that person, and suddenly like that option's not there anymore. Um, and it, it made the game feel a lot bigger in like a very specific way which i could see being very very frustrating to someone who was trying to optimize Mm -hmm. but if you're just sort of along for the ride reading the story uh was really lovely and experiencing the beautiful art and the beautiful music Uh, oh my god like the art uh so holly is that is that you are you the i suppose you're the artist like that (laughs) the art you're the artist (laughs) the art rocks it's so pretty it's so it's so cool Um, i felt really accomplished when uh when I was listening to your last podcast and you were discussing how you haven't really seen something like it, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of what we were going for. So yeah, no, uh, it, it made me really happy. I'm so glad. Well, so it, like the, the setting and the story, uh, a lot of our questions are kind of like, where did that come from? Where do you have the idea? You know, but like, how did you land on sort of that idea of the, the caravan exploring places? Um, 
in this this world like w- w- was that just something that was rattling around in your head you know like that actually like that wasn't really a starting point for us we cool we knew we wanted you to be repeatedly visiting these places so that right. you could kind of develop relationships over time mm. um and so we went through a bunch of like okay why are you doing that mm-hmm. um I know oh yeah there's like the car the carnival <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or at one point, like everyone was coming to you and you weren't traveling at all. Um, And I don't actually remember exactly how we landed on the caravan, but yeah, it was more of like what device will like give you a reason to travel and visit these towns Mm. and basically have this loop structure. Um, I don't remember exactly. It really like speaks though to, I think, who we are um, individually, like outside of our development lives because like we mentioned in another video or something where uh, Zach and Diala and I are all pretty well traveled Mm. Um, and it's kind of like a I think a cultural nod to your grandparents Diala right? Mm -hmm. Yeah um, my grandparents uh, my family's Palestinian and so uh, you know thinking about my own experience traveling where it's been, you know, as a tourist or traveling for school or work, um, you know, very kind of privileged. And it's all about going out and having fun in these new places versus Mm. their experience and just, you know, the immigrant experience in general. And like basically trying to explore all these kind of different ways why people move, um, whether it's, you know, for work or finding a new home or that sort of thing and trying to capture some, some bit of that in the game. Yeah, it, it, it feels that way. I mean, it, it, one of the things that I kind of the perspective shift to of like, I don't know exactly if it was supposed to be, but the actual area you're traveling feels pretty small because it's you're traveling by car. And the idea of like the world getting shrank down to that scale again, where it's like basically like it's kind of your immediate like vicinity of where you can travel um, definitely comes through. And as a canvas to paint on, I think is so nice as we're looking at like these huge open world games to have a game that feels like expansive, but is actually like kind of small is, is so cool. Um, so that was another thing that really, really tickled me about stuff about, about it, you know, the, the traveling around aspect, the idea of a carnival is so cool too. Cause you're, you're totally <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Isn't that, did any of you, I haven't seen it, but have any of you guys watched station 13? No. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, it's kind of the same idea, right? I, I mean, uh, it's not really, but you know. <laughs> no, it, it is actually. Uh, I I hadn't kind of made that connection before, but yeah, it is the same. Like, I guess they're a traveling symphony, but yeah, this kind of mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic like traveling. It's a bit more dark and gritty than uh, <laughs> our game. But... Not as many pastels in their uh, in their canvas. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more murder, but. <laughs> Um, can we can we actually go back even uh, a little farther? I'd love to hear uh, if the two of you have like memories of the first times you played uh, video games, like a first like a moment where that like I think a lot of people, a lot of our guests have that like, oh, I remember that like you know the first time I fell in love or was enchanted or uh, you know do either of you have anything like that? Uh, I can't point to a specific game, but a lot of my early like growing up was playing nintendo games with my brothers mm. um you know like mario kart uh golden eye sure. um and yeah it was interesting because uh playing with older brothers a lot of the games ended in like physical fights 
but it's definitely a different kind of uh, co-op than today. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Holly? Um, I want to say, do you know that old NES game, Caveman Games? No. <laughs> it's kind of... What uh, is Caveman Games? Well, like when you were a kid, you know, back then... There wasn't the internet. There wasn't a ton of stuff like circulating, except for like mm-hmm. there was Nintendo Power or whatever. But right. Uh, so you assume everybody knows all these games that you played because those are the only games that existed. But then yeah. when I bring it up, like nobody's heard of it. <laughs> yeah. It's basically you have like a player select, and then there's like a bunch of mini games where you're cavemen, like starting <laughs> fire, like rubbing sticks together, oh, or that sounds incredible. vaulting over a dinosaur who wants to eat you. Um, basically like the olympics the olympics of cavemen (laughs) what What yeah (laughs) it's so good and of course i could never win because my brother was older and had better you know thumb dexterity Mm. but um, (laughs) i think that was like the first time i fell in love with games and Mm. maybe you know falling in love might be uh, a bit uh maybe addiction would be a better word sure you're like oh yeah my child brain gets all of these lights and stimuli and feels good to yeah. have a saber-toothed tiger so <laughs> <laughs> well i was i was the older brother and um, it was always really upsetting to me when my brother would find a video game that he would become better than me at like it like it's almost <laughs> the job of the older sibling <laughs> to like be better you know what i mean then, then, like did you ever have it did either of you have a game where you were able to like suppress surpass your older brother and to that oh yeah physical oh, yeah. yeah what were they let's hear i them. mean my brother was i like the worst my older brother was the worst of us and so that's i think why so many games ended with <laughs> you're like just about to hit the finish line and he pulls out your plug kind of thing Ooh. <laughs> I mean, hearing that, uh, you see, I'm a, I'm an older brother, and I'm like, that rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean in like such a specific older brother kind of way of like denying you that gratitude. Uh, I uh, think my first one was uh, Pokemon Puzzle League. I don't even. What is Pokemon? What games are you? Where were you getting these games? <laughs> uh, we didn't have a lot of no, systems. I, I, no, we just had any <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> what was Um, pokemon puzzle league it's like a puzzle it's like you have like stacks of blocks that you need to it's almost like um like a dr mario almost but instead of the blocks falling the blocks are are raising i rented this this game is fun as hell oh yeah and you like it's you get like the tetris effect where you like Mm -hmm. go to sleep and see the blocks moving around (laughs) in your your mind but um Mm -hmm. i played the crap out of that game and i blew past my brother and maybe it's because like you know he was busy with college or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um but but at that point there were no physical altercations because fair enough yeah once you're in the college years if you're fighting over video games then there's something wrong (laughs) yeah horribly wrong uh what got the two of you into development i'd love to hear about that yeah we don't always have a, usually it's it, we've been lucky to have a couple more developers on these days but a lot of the times in these conversations it's just sort of like it's our, just addicts it's just video yeah. game addicts <laughs> people looking for the next fix so how does it feel to be a pusher yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh well for me it was kind of just by chance um 
you know, I assume like most developers, many developers, I grow playing games, of course. Mm. Uh, and when I was in my last year of college, I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do now <laughs> when mm. I graduate? Um, and just on a whim, I applied to an internship uh, in San Diego and where I went to college and somehow got it. I don't know how. Uh, mm. And from there, I was like, okay, actually, like, I really like designing games. This is fun. Like, maybe this is an actual job. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and yeah, so after that kind of initial intern experience, uh, it's like that was what I knew I wanted to do. Mm. I, what was uh, the, yeah, go for it. Oh, oh no, no. Let's, we can finish this thread. <laughs> no, no, well, uh, what, so where, what was the mobile, I was going to ask what the mobile game that the two of you started working on together. So I'd love to, Holly, <laughs> you go ahead and then we'll, oh. it'll be like a nice little triangle. Oh yeah, I went to art school because I wasn't sure what el what else I was good at, and <laughs> so uh, I thought I was gonna make like children's books, but apparently that's a very saturated market. So <laughs> I found out that doing art for video games was a thing in college, which makes sense now. But in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, games just pop into existence, mm -hmm. um, and started doing like concept art classes, and from there I got my first job. Mm. Cool. What was that first job? Uh, I worked at a company called First Playable Productions in upstate New York. Uh, a lot of people might know them because they were the game. They were the game company that developed the uh, infamous Cooking Mama, um, that was taken off of the like e store and Nintendo store, I think, because there what? was like this allegation of them mining cryptocurrency with it oh, no. <laughs> what? oh yeah but no totally not oh. <laughs> it was probably just like uh like a data leak or something <laughs> um but yeah so that's where did, i started i worked there for maybe a year or two before did, moving did on. you design mama i did the not cooking mama Ma no <laughs> i wish <laughs> Yeah, hey, if she had made Cooking Mama, she wouldn't be on the phone with us. Right? <laughs> She'd be hanging out in the palisade. It would just be your your assistant. Uh, okay, so then what was the game that the two of you, where the two of you meet? Tell me about this I, mobile it's game. It's a mobile studio here called Nyx Hydra. Okay. Yeah, we're making um, Egg Baby 2. Yeah. Egg Baby 2? <laughs> I'm learning so many games. From Cooking Mama to Egg Baby 2. <laughs> Uh, tell me, please tell me about Egg Baby 2. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, it was a pet raising sim, um, but instead of raising like a pet, you'd raise the egg, mm -hmm. and then like when it hatched, you were done. It was like, you didn't actually do anything with the thing that hatched, but uh, you know, you'd dress them up and yeah. play with them. And, <laughs> and then it was, it had like a collection aspect, so the eggs hatched based on how you raised them into different creatures, and each egg could hatch into like five or six different creatures, and then you'd uh, have just a weird floating island full of animals that you can't interact with. But, oh, interesting. Is know. this like a sort of a freemium kind of mobile game? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, those kinds of things are so fascinating. Do you guys feel it's it it like I was such uh, I I got really into the Puzzle Dragon game for mm. like one spring maybe that was back in you know gosh what was that like twenty. 14 or something like that you know kind of the, yeah, the dawn yeah. of the freemium model when we were all just being truly exploited our br little brains are being lighted up so much <laughs> like 
that game though I, I played that for about two months and then was like god i've spent like <laughs> 70 bucks on this uh, thing. wow they got you they got me <laughs> they got me for 70 dollars because it's such a slippery slope like well it's free so of course i'm gonna spend oh, yeah, a little bit yeah. of money to get something out of it kind of the thing it's i don't think i've ever a... spent money on a mobile like, like i've bought a mobile game but i don't think i've ever mm -hmm. spent money within like, the game yeah yeah, yeah. I, I tend to avoid that I mean, did you guys ever think about adding that to the size of the Sojourner? <laughs> you can unlock the secret <laughs> route or something like that. What's um? So you guys are both working video games here in Los Angeles. What's like the what characterizes this scene? Kind of, you know, what like what's what's special about the Los Angeles gaming scene, and 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 why is it like a cool place to work? Oh gosh, well I don't really have anything to compare it to, but I, think the I love size, that. honestly. Yeah. Like back on the East Coast. Uh, I used to think, and you know, as as well as my coworkers, we all used to be like, you know, "What's the big deal about people wanting to move to the West Coast? What's the big deal about people always talking about like you should move out here? Um, there are game companies here. There's stuff to do here." Mm. And then um, I was crashing with like a friend out here, and you don't understand like the sheer amount of work and opportunity there is here. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And then I never left. <laughs> I think it's also, you know, you've got like your giant AAA companies, you've got tons of indies here, mm -hmm. mobile studios, like there's just a lot of kind of also different, you know, diverse opportunities as well. Um, yeah. For kind of whatever your interests are, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess like people... I, I this is probably coming from the perspective of like, well, you know, we don't really know very much about gaming in general, but LA doesn't seem like a like a super like well-known indie gaming city, you know, in, in general. So I'm always so fascinated. That's probably just like wrong on my like side to, to think that it's like kind of San Francisco or bust, mm. you know. So it's it's always like kind of interesting to me to like think about like what's the character of like the people who like work here or the games that get made here compared to other kinds of places. Um, um, did you ever play Donut County? Um, I that's a game that I would like to play. It's on yeah, my list of things um, to play. I mean, Ben lives here and. That Donut County is uh, about Los Angeles, about all of the independent donut companies here. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, loosely. It's also sure. about, you know, sinking raccoons and stuff into holes. <laughs> uh, so the so you all linked up. You started developing Signs of Sojourner again. Um, what? How long was that? How long was that process sort of from... Uh, start to finish for you all uh it was about two years um yeah, maybe two and a like, half with them with the uh marketing and stuff at the end cool. yeah and like holly had mentioned like the first six months of that was prototyping <laughs> but uh -huh. didn't actually make it into the game um but you know inform the game we still needed that period mm -hmm. um yeah yeah what yeah. does can i ask if so collaborating on something you know, to develop something that is like a prototype that is not going to get used. How much, um, like how comfortable are you sort of working together as a team with like that kind of brainstorming sort of process? What is that like? What is that like for you all? I mean, we started just with a lot of, a lot of conversations about like what, you know, we had the idea of like, okay, this is going to be a narrative card game. Uh, you know, the idea of, like, traveling, meeting people, building these relationships is important, but, like, 
that could mean anything. And so, yeah, it was a lot of conversations about like what, you know, what is important to us, what kinds of themes do we want to explore with this. Um, and then kind of from there, like, okay, what mechanics would support those themes or the feeling that we're trying to go for. Yeah, um, it was very collaborative. Like, um, we all have our own disciplines, but at the beginning, you know, it's all of our baby. Mm-hmm. So uh, we would be uh, bunched around Diala's coffee table with cutout paper cards, uh-huh. <laughs> throwing around numbers, erasing, writing more things. Um, and then, you know, as you develop a plan from that, you kind of naturally shift into, well, what do I contribute now to the to the vision? Zach made us a like a paper card prototyper in uh, what in Unity. Cool. So yeah, Diala could like write spreadsheets and then have cards in Unity. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, just I mean, it was still like there was no functionality. It was like you know, click things and then still keeping track of it by hand, but just speeding up the process of being able to prototype rather than you know having to erase each card and rewrite <laughs> things. And, totally. Um. Yeah, and it's also just so helpful to be able to, like, talk through ideas and, mm-hmm. you know, what works sure. and not with each each iteration. And then there are, like, three people sleeping on it instead of just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think sometimes, if you do it well and correctly, can be great and very productive. And then sometimes can actually be, you know, more difficult because, it, you know, it depends on the personalities, right? But it sounds like... Yeah, definitely. This I mean, like we have Eric good... here who's a true auteur, you know, so for him, it's his vision or the highway sort of thing. <laughs> As someone who's like produced uh, his short film, I can say that uh, unequivocally. Well, but I, okay. <laughs> all right. I've worked I mean, in groups all before. Types. Yeah. <laughs> I can work in groups. I'm great. I'm very collaborative. Why doesn't anyone want to work What's going on? You loved Signs of the Sojourner. <laughs> Absolutely great. I think about that little boy in that town all the time. He went bad. Uh, what happened? He started a gang. I actually do. Is that I, what happened in your is that what happened in your playthrough, Eric? Yeah, that little oh, kid joined the gang. Little, little, little ba- yeah, little Basilio. I thought you were talking little about Elias Basilio. for a second. I'm like, he didn't start a gang, did he? <laughs> well, I wish we had little done Basilio. that. <laughs> Poor I'd love Basilio. that if there was like a, a like, game what? version, <laughs> Eric unlocked that we just like no one else would ever heard of. <laughs> Mine was haunted. Yeah, I in one of my. <laughs> um, man, I that, that's like the idea of of working on a game like this. You know, there's uh, there's that Joanna Newsom album, uh, Ease. Did you guys are you guys fans of Joanna Newsom? Do you know her at all? I, I don't. <laughs> no idea. She's uh, this like fan. sort of indie. Yeah, <laughs> she's this like indie um, songwriter singer who plays the harp, and she did an album with Van Dyke uh, Van Dyke Parks, who's the orchestrator who did um, Pet Sounds and stuff like that. And like, it's this great it's this great album that meant a lot to me at a, a certain time in my life when I was like, you know probably late college like working at a hotel as a housekeeper kind of a thing on this beautiful island and i remember like hearing an interview where she talked about it later of like the way like the feeling for her about those songs is like none of them feel like done you know what i mean it's just like at a certain point she just had to like stop making it and like that's the version that we all kind of interact with you know in the world but for her it's just like a very very different kind of thing it's not a product it was like a a piece of creativity and i guess i'm wondering for you guys with this game like 
when did it start to feel like, okay, it's feeling like done or does it never feel that way for you, you know, in this sort of project? <laughs> I mean, there was, there's so much more we wanted to get in. It had, you know, uh -huh. infinite time and resources. Yeah. More people uh -huh. joining gangs. <laughs> I, I mean, I would say the artist that you're describing is very brave for like putting that raw work out. Mm. Um, yeah. I think um, like with most art forms even though games is so technical it's still like an art form and mm -hmm. you you always have things that you can see you can see seams everywhere especially when you're like the developer and you're like mm. ah there could have been this feature here there could have been this piece of the puzzle here and we just didn't have the time we didn't have the funds we didn't mm. have the interest uh because you're not just making art for art's sake like necessarily some sometimes you got to pay the bills and, yeah big time you know put in that yep. weird encyclopedia or uh feature that people really want that's gonna sell the game <laughs> sorry that was uh, like a little dig at uh, the assassin's creed games <laughs> got him i don't know I, i've never actually <laughs> nailed that the Assassin's Creed games is like one of the AAA titles. Like I've just never played. It's just like oh yeah, so, me neither. <laughs> so clearly not for me. Like I got down with like Skyrim in a big way, and that's and like you know I like a lot of like the some of the open worldy ones, but like that one I'm just like it's, oh, whatever. I think it's really beautiful, and some of the gameplay I have seen, I'm like yeah, I could probably get into it, but like. The sheer scale of some of the AAA games now, where it's like yeah. uh, 180 hours of gameplay, and I'm like, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I like, gotta yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, like not do a the, selling point. <laughs> yeah, like these like weird like I don't know washing dishes mini games inside. It. Like it's like all of these like huge games just introduced is like what about like real life chores? You know, like I don't know. You don't need to do that. You don't need to add 10 hours of like I don't know horse grooming. It's I guess that's the, the beauty three? of those, right? Like you can take and you can take what you want and leave what you want. That's I guess I so, think that's yeah. what they try to go for nowadays. Sure. You could probably that's put signs of the works. Sojourner oh. inside of one of the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you um, uh so did the three of you continue uh collaborating or was was it signs of the Sojourner and then it was like, all right, we're gonna move on in our own directions? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much signs. I mean, I I hope we kind of get get the band back together at some point. But yeah, um, yeah for now, it's that was that was it. Awesome. Um, I have been working on like prototypes for a new idea, but that's still very very early stages. Mm. Cool. How about you, Holly? Oh yeah, I mean, um, DL has even mentioned before, like, hey, if we get this idea off the off the ground, are you willing to uh, come back and? and work on it with me and i'm all for it um but uh near the end of development like at year two i gave birth so i've just been uh raising this small human yeah. baby cheesesteak yeah baby cheesesteak <laughs> <laughs> a different type i mean what a cool it's interesting too to think about like as echo dog is like a, a studio having a specific art artist that's in house that has such a distinctive style. I'm, I'm, this is like speaking again, um, uh, out of left field, maybe a little bit, but it'd be so cool just to see another game that looked or felt kind of similar to this be because like so much of it, like even the way it, like you would click on stuff or the, you know, like it just felt like a really well-crafted 
indie game, which I'm always a total freak for, um, which is something I appreciate. So I hope you guys do something again. I'd love to see something more from y'all. It was so cool. Thanks. I, I hope we get to. We played three games this week. Uh, they were Marchland, Future Grind, and Demon Truck. Um, on the podcast, we uh, the the pure version of this podcast is we have a spreadsheet of all the games that were in the itch.io bundle for racialist and equality. We've added some other games from other bundles that have come up along the way. And we just have like a random column that we will sort by. It's like a random number generator. And then we pick the first three games from from there and so we did that this week this is bundle buddies classic with you guys so you know when you do that you get varying levels of quality and doneness and there's sometimes game jam games in there you know which i think we did have this week one of them yeah but... demon truck yeah exactly uh oh, why don't we start with truck it was yeah, yeah. Oh, i didn't know uh, 40, um, 48 hours or something the oh. i know i i was kind of awesome. i was impressed with that one and to, to go, let's start talking about it. So I'll, I'll say a little spiel about it and then hopefully I can connect my thought that I just had. Um, but uh, Deem Truck is from the Palestinian uh, Palestinian Aid Bundle from itch.io. Uh, it was developed by Trigger Mountain. It's a 16-bit action arcade Endless Immortal Trucker uh, bullet hell game. Description, race towards the next hell in an action... <laughs> I love that. Race towards the next hell in an action-packed shoot-em-up from the 16-bit era that never was. Power through walls of jagged metal, melt enemy bikers and vehicles, dodge furious laser scorpions, and go toe-to-toe with massive bosses covered in guns. This is an interesting game. It's a game jam game, which, you know, it inspires all, like, all kinds of different feelings in me after playing through a bunch for the bundle. But this was a pretty cool one, um, I thought. Uh, yeah you're you're a truck driving and shooting at stuff and you don't yeah what's crazy is like you don't have uh like you can't move left or right it's like it's no. gonna kind of just try the to dodge gone. for you and yeah then you, you yeah i thought that was great yeah. I, yeah. I like that I, i'm really bad at those kinds of games so it's like yeah the, the less i have to do <laughs> <laughs> you just like bust through walls you're shooting stuff you're getting power-ups it's like that's a game that's it that's what you need (laughs) dude it's actually crazy to me that this is a game jam game that's very i was not polished yeah Yeah, it really is it looked good it's i was really into the music too yeah the music rock well it's like a hundred percent it is like full like theme like this is like a just a full thing you know like some like the you know the options menus are like what like oh my it's god like... when it uh, I, I wrote this down because it was so good that um <laughs> there's the ultra violence option which is true when you start and then if you try to change it it goes of course yes is go <laughs> <laughs> That's and then I when like... i tried to put my uh like leaderboard name in and i just wanted to be like what trash demon or whatever uh, it doesn't like it doesn't like it's like it's like choose a name choose a name your name is not trash demon. <laughs> like, oh you called me out <laughs> i really liked uh surrender to desktop I, like when i wanted to exit out of the game like i thought i was like oh that's very clever uh mm-hmm. like that's such a it's such a smart way to um 
to kind of get a fuller feeling from your your game like right like you have all these sort of like basic kind of like you know like start game like exit to desktop options right and like if you do that like little bit of extra sometimes it's it'll backfire right sometimes i'm like what the fuck does surrender to desktop mean mm, like yeah, i yeah. want it's to risky. get out of it yeah mm-hmm. um and in this case it, it really does pay off i think yeah all those little touches just really made it it reminded me a lot of there was a game we played in the bundle also that i I strongly recommend called switch and shoot um which is just you're this little spaceship and you you push the space bar the entire time and it's essentially like a shmup where the bad guys are coming down and you're pushing the button and every time you push it shoots and you switch directions and so that's it oh Uh, and every now and again uh, you'll get a power up which gives you more health and also changes your gun and the, the whole point is to catch as many power-ups as you can and to kind of go through it. And it becomes like almost this like weird rhythm game. And this was like a two-button version of that kind of that was a little bit less elegant, but uh, also benefited from what you guys are talking about is that there is like so much like um, vibe and energy into it. Like they really got the tone right, which it makes all the difference. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that there i i the other day i picked up my switch and i was going back through they added a bunch of games to the um you know like uh the retro gaming sections of there where you can play old super nes games or old nintendo games and some of them are just like these stupid platformers that are like like i that are i don't think they're very good you know and they're they're like Mm -hmm. the ones that get chosen to kind of get highlighted and it's crazy to me that like We've progressed so far in the last 30 years that now you can make a game that's like that in 48 hours. You know, same graphical fidelity, <laughs> uh, better gameplay in some ways, like better understanding of like tone because there is just like one person creating it, you know? And so there's mm-hmm. like not like all these meetings that have to go through to kind of like iron things out. Um, that's so cool, I think. Like you look at something like this and it's like, oh, this is you used to spend 60 bucks to get a cartridge that was this. Or you pay like twenty five cents at a arcade cabinet for uh, every time, and now you just get that for free when you buy a bundle. I love that. Yeah. How far did everyone get? <sighs> Not very far. <laughs> Not very. I think I beat the first boss one time. I was. There was a boss. I, I didn't even the, get like, to the par- first parrying? boss. <laughs> there. Wait, what was the boss? Uh, yeah, it was after like the second or third wave. You got like a boss truck thing okay i didn't make it to the first boss (laughs) (laughs) i also didn't make it to the first boss i it's funny because it's like i like this game but like i liked it enough to like play it be like i like this game and then i stopped playing it you know (laughs) yeah i'm surprised i was like wow i'm really bad at this but apparently (laughs) no you're the best of us I mean, yeah. it was really hard. It was a hard game. <laughs> it was. Says it, there was like parrying when you could like ram, but you could also parry. And I just don't think I had that timing down. I did not. And get that so at all. I kept getting hit, but I didn't know how or when or why I could avoid getting hit. Because <laughs> you can't move, but I, you know, that's, you know, a sacrifice because I enjoyed not moving as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it was a game jam game means like when it's not fair, sometimes when you die, you're, it's kind of like, what do you want? You know, I made this <laughs> for you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so why don't we go through last thoughts, uh, which is just pass or play. Uh, you know, it's a, we're, it's a binary system. It's a zero or a one. Um, I'll start. I'm a play on this one. Uh, check it out. You know, if you like sort of punishing arcade kind of games with uh, 
limited options uh, that are fun. It's it's definitely worth checking out, but you know, maybe not a deep thing, just like a nice way to spend a couple of uh, hours. If if I mean hours, maybe a couple of minutes uh, to like fuck around with. Um, <laughs> uh, Holly, why don't you go next? Uh, I think this segment of your podcast is very difficult for developers. Yes. You, uh, yeah, sure. As a developer, you don't want to take money out of another developer's pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, if this is your kind of game, this, like, arcade game that you want to, like, uh, eat some pizza and play with your friends on, like, a random Sunday at 2 o'clock, go for it. Um, I personally would probably not play it. But... You know, for the, that's a, for the 48 that's a pass. hours. That's a, that's yeah, that's no, a, no, I would no. say <laughs> it's a pass, but I want to acknowledge for the 48 Holly, hours, it's quite a feat to make a game. Well, we like can these. say, yeah, Holly, if you, if you don't want to say pass in a game, you can say play your pizza. If you want to spend some time <laughs> yeah. with your friends in the afternoon. Pizza. Yeah, so this is the pizza game yeah. for you. <laughs> cool. What about um, you, Diala? Oh, I feel the same way, or it's like, you know, it. It wasn't my kind of game, but if mm. you like arcade games, I could definitely see this being uh, a good a good pick. So pizza, um, pizza, pizza. That's so funny. You know what's really funny is because um, I think I I I don't know why I introduced this idea of the past. Like that was that was pretty early on, and uh, you two definitely. <laughs> You know, I passed on <laughs> like a dickhead. Uh, but but it's funny because like sometimes we do have some developers on, and they are, I guess the pass and play dynamic is it is pretty brutal. It's pretty harsh. Um, yeah. But also like you, we sometimes are a little like I don't you know it's like it's crazy to like build a game you know like that's cool, and then we'll have people on who are like we think of as being very te- like technically adept, and they'll just be like so much more harsh than we are in a way and, and it makes me go kind of like i don't know i guess i can be as mean as i want i don't know um that's like everyone has their game that everyone is like there's not gonna be like a universally they probably are universally hated games but like <laughs> there's there's someone who's gonna like you know mm-hmm. it's just it's just personal preference it's not yeah. like this is yeah. an objectively bad or good game <laughs> Right. But I mean, but there's also so many games out in the world, you know, it is kind of helpful to have somebody be like, man, maybe this one you don't need to, I don't know. So moving on to. Maybe you could, instead of like the binary system, you need like a, like a five category system. So this is a pizza game, right? This is the pizza game. game. I love that. A lot of pass, but a pizza. So we've got pass, play, pizza. So so far we have pass, play, pizza, and then we're gonna have we have to build out two more over time. So uh, (laughs) I love it. Pizza. Okay. Uh, Yeah. No. We didn't have the idea of like a. Yeah, it's like a, it's you know the same thing of like you guys didn't have the idea that it was going to be a caravan. You backed into that based on you know like the way to do it. We're gonna do the same thing with the five point review system. Yeah. It needs um, to happen organically. Exactly. Okay. This, so this is yeah. a pizza game for you, Eric? <laughs> it might be a pizza game for me. Yeah, no, it, but because the thing is, what's funny is like <laughs> the theme The theme is so good. Uh, but my experience of this game is kind of like I played for, you know, maybe five minutes and then like went back and played for about five minutes and kind of was like, I'm kind of bored. You know, like it's just sort of it mm. doesn't. Um, I think the the restrictions. I, look, it's a game jam game, so like, there's so much room to you know continue this if that's a thing 
that somebody is interested in, but, and, and, you know, you, you go like, oh, do I want to kind of like think about this in terms of a game jam game? Or do I want to think about this in terms of a finished product? And I think that if it's in a bundle, it's, kind you know, like it's in a bundle that we got, it's kind of, it has to be judged as a finished product yeah. as yeah. like in a way that I feel. And, and so it is kind of like, it's cool. It's funny. And then like, that's sort of it. It's a pizza game. <laughs> yeah, pizza game. It's, like, it's the kind yeah. of game where if, if I was at like a barcade and this was mm. in a console and I I would I would be like happy to play it for them. Be like that game was fun. Yeah, and then like you go like, and play you, like invite else. your buds yeah. over. They're like, oh, it's so funny. You know, oh, and like, you're all eating like, pizza, hanging out. But it's not the you're game not. you're gonna like light some candles and set up your like. <laughs> well, we do have we we have the, there's a very specific game in here that's like a bath game, which is the kind of game where it's like a weekday and you've had a stressful day of work and you just want to chill out and like take a bath and like then you get out and you're wearing a robe and you sit down to play like a chill nice relaxing kind of game so that's a pamper game yes exactly <laughs> that that's like that's like a short hike was the one where it's like oh, oh the vibe is game. like meticulous i am loving it you know like that's a, a classic bathtub game, pamper game. <laughs> so pizza pamper play pass is what we got so far yeah you play a short <laughs> hike when you want to pamper yourself exactly <laughs> I, I, I deserve a little treat um okay cool so that's three pizzas in a play. There we go. Um, let's talk about Marchland next. Uh, this is also from the Palestinian Aid Bundle. This is by Glitchers, a single-player strategy card board game. Um, description. Marchland is a strategy board game where players collect cards and complete to claim regions, connecting them to expand their territory and become the most powerful empire in the land. Players take turns to collect cards of various types and use them to claim regions, earning more points for claiming larger regions, connecting regions across the map, and taking control of clusters of neighboring regions. Um, it's an interesting one. I, I, I picked this one, uh, or rather when it came up, I was like, oh, we can play this one because it's a card game. So there's kind of like mm -hmm. an interesting you know, parallel with you guys, but it's it's a very different it's more kind of a board of card game. game. Yeah, it's yeah. Ticket to oh, Ride. Yeah. This is yeah. Ticket to is Ride. It, is it really? Fantasy. Yeah. Um, I've never played Ticket to Ride, so I, I can't speak to that. You have now. Well, uh, <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ticket to Ride. Pass, play, a... pamper, pizza, and perjured. Those are the those are the. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's, it's very extreme system. No, this is this is mm -hmm. not a perjured game. No, this is no. this is. Uh, yeah, it's Ticket to Ride in a fantasy land. I guess Ticket to Ride has because there are, it's linear. This is all hexes, so everything is like mm. boom. So it's, um, uh, yeah, I, I wrote decentralized nation building because no, like, in no other point in history have people built nations so, like, I was very su surprised by that. Like, oh, I can grab this territory and uh, this one way over here on the other side of the map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I had a hard time with that. The first time I was, I don't think I got it until like halfway through I was playing the first game. I thought that all of the colors that I had, like that were like natively associated with me, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. um, were my territories and that I was trying mm. to connect as many as possible. And I didn't really understand the missions or how that worked. Um, so I was just trying to consolidate as much territory as possible. And then halfway through, I was like, oh, these mission cards are there. And I picked one up and realized that like I uh, was pretty close to completing it. So I did it. And then, that was the only game I won. I played through like three or four times and I lost every other time, 
but the one where I didn't understand what I was doing is the one that I won. I do think because there's a bonus you get for having the mm-hmm. largest continuous uh, kingdom, I guess. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I I had the same um, situation happen where I kind of figured out what I was doing the first time around and I won that one. And then I was like, ah, I kind of got what I think I needed from this game. And I went back and played it again, uh, surprisingly. And I lost when I was so confident. Yeah. I was, I, you know, egg on my face now. That uh, I have no, no, this game has no challenges left for me. Yeah, but no it, empires it was, can defeat me. It was uh, very similar to a lot of the card games that I think we played when we were researching Signs of the Sojourner, where I was like, I'm not a card game person. I don't think I'm really going to enjoy this, but I'm going to do it. Uh, so I understand. And... The second time around, there was a lot more strategy stuff that I was picking Mm -hmm. up. Um, Like, Mm. oh, you know, I could be paying attention to the cards that other players are taking because then I'll know which regions they're probably going to be taking. And I can see this person building two territories closer and closer to each other. So I could be the asshole that takes the territory in between Mm -hmm. to stop them from completing an objective. But I think the main issue I had with Marchland is that... um, there wasn't a lot of visual feedback on that stuff. And so like yeah. you were saying, you have your colors as a player and you have the colors that are associated with the territories on the board. Um, I think there just needed to be like maybe a better UI system to mm-hmm. address some of that confusion yeah, kind that of can arise. The same experience for like, yeah, my first playthrough was just kind of figuring out what was going on and how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess I, I played it twice. Um, and won both. And even after, like, the second time through, when I kind of knew what was going on, it was no, like... No big deal. Yeah, Just I think the two like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I can see how, like, there would be strategy necessary here, but I just right. kind of did whatever, and it still worked out. So I'm not sure how much strategy matters. Um, it's got to be hard to be a genius. Yeah. Well, it's definitely... It's, it's hard. Yeah, no, barely tried. I think, you know, it is like a board game game that's been turned digital and Mm. i could see it playing really well physically um it's just hard like when you're playing on the computer you're playing alone against ai and so i think there could be some changes they could make to to streamline the process a little bit like maybe having less players so you get to your turn faster maybe having a smaller board so rounds are uh end sooner um and you could just rematch things like that I do think with, you know, either a physical game or just, you know, online, like, being able to mess with your friends and, like, take their territories, which adds so much, then... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's almost a genre. Like, the the board game as a video game is a genre, and it's... I have, um like, a year ago, I started playing this game Talisman, which is, like, an old 80s uh, video game. I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Is that just me? No, I'm I'm hearing one too, but it's okay. Um, uh, which is like, it's this like like '80s kind of fantasy game. It's not that like interesting, but it was like for a while just kind of fun to just like have it on at work and kind of like you know click every time it's my turn. But that like process of like sitting through AI turns is mm-hmm. so like. You know, it doesn't feel contemporary. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't kind of mesh with like what we think of as like a game right now, which is like flashes, boops, and blips like 
all the time. Yeah. I was kind of expecting there to be a multiplayer one, like a mode in the game where you could send your friends like a code and then you all log into the same game together. Um, but it, it seemed almost like um, an alpha for a game. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Definitely. I could see, you know, moving on to beta, it could be expanded into like a really robust board game. Uh, it's just as of right now, I, I I think this is a pizza game for me. Mm. I think you're being generous. Uh, nah, no, I play I, it. I would play it while eating pizza. I that, <laughs> I think you're right that the the visuals the visuals are also a little the visuals were a little clunky. I think like just sort of aesthetically, I couldn't tell when like somebody was taking. Yeah, mm. I it, it was there was a lot of like just the like the art aesthetic of the map like when a area was like taken over it was that was still visually still kind of confusing to me oh like, you know what would be to... fun how they all had um i think they were generated names on the map yeah. if you could name the territory <laughs> when you uh, took it over <laughs> that's cool there was an element of it too it's like i liked the art uh for the the players i thought it looked really cool and was like interesting um, it wasn't just sort of like a stock kind of image. And if you go up close, all of the individual tiles have really cute pixel art on them. Mm-hmm. But when I you look at it. thought that would be related. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when you look at it like up close, it's really nice. Like from a distance, it's kind of like messy almost, you know, just. Uh, it's really busy and very kind busy. Of hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. Well, I was just disappointed. I was kind of expecting when I opened it up for it to be almost like a Catan where. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I want the mountains because I don't mm-hmm. have any mountains in my in my kingdom, or I want the mm-hmm. desert. Um, but yeah, I would say eat pizza. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> should we get to final I love thoughts? It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Holly's Holly's just like staking the claim for a pizza game, like right out the gate. I love it. Yeah, because I like I I did say I was surprised that I went back and played it a second time. Like I played it wow. once, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. And then I was like at my computer the next day like yeah why don't i start up a a match and then i was like yeah i could i could see enjoying this game like diala said if my friends were over and we were playing physically and um you know it's just something that you don't get digitally so if my friends were over we would all eat pizza and play (laughs) (laughs) i i'd say for me personally there's an element of this game that there are some games that i really like to just listen to podcasts or like watch youtube videos to while I play them, you know, and this is a good thing for that. It kind of feels like solitaire in some ways where it's like a kind of a way to pass the time and to kind of interact with it. But to all your guys points, I think there's something really promising here. And it's kind of like a boiled down version of something that could be really, really fun about all the sort of things we're talking about. Like, oh, yeah, I wish there was this feature or this was related or you could rename things or there was more of like the Empire aspect was important, you know, Um so uh, I'm I'm a, a pass on this one actually. I liked it a lot, but like you know, I, I just don't see a reason to like go back to it. I think of some. This is like you know, it's cool. There's cool elements here, but it's not quite fully baked yet. It needs the um, pizzazz. It needs the pizzazz. <laughs> Thank you. That's correct. Um, Eric, why don't we go and then we'll close on Diala. Uh, yeah, I think um. Yeah, I think I'm also kind of. I, I think I have to be a pass on this. I do enjoy. I liked Ticket to Ride for a while, and then kind of like got over it. And then to play something that is like 
like that. And then it just doesn't quite have enough bells and whistles in the game itself for me. You know, like it's, it's like a little bit, I think the game feels a little kind of like what you, what you all are saying where it's like, Oh, what if the, like a little, not quite there in terms of like, Oh, what if mountains were cool? Right. Like there's a, like, it's almost a little bit too simple of a game. And then the presentation of it, like I thought the, um, the tutorial and the rules and stuff like that was a little frustrating at times. Like it was kind of timed. Right. And so like, I, I wasn't able to finish reading all the time. So I also had that experience of being like, Oh, the mission cards are here and they're very important. They're like the most important thing for kind of what I should be doing up top in some ways. Um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it ended up being like a little bit uh, frustrating for of an experience for me so unfortunately i have to be a pass on it diala how about you yeah i don't know if it like frustrated me necessarily but i definitely share a lot of the same feelings um and had the same experience where like the tutorial the first time kind of was like displaying on top of each other and going too fast and it was kind of hard to figure it out um but i don't want to be a pass i'm gonna be a pizza (laughs) (laughs) Um, like yeah i think you know like you've all been saying it it just needed a little bit more, but um, you know, what's there was still enjoyable to mm-hmm. play once or twice. Yeah. Alright. Very good. Very even keeled. And especially for someone who just had no challenge with it whatsoever. I think very <laughs> very kind of you. Um, Alright. The last game we played this week was Future Grind. This is from the Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality by Milkbag Games. It's a 3D racing platformer bike stunt game. Description. Nail the per- hang on, I'm gonna do a little voice for this one. Nail the perfect line of the future's most challenging stunt sport. Grab your bike and hit the rails in Future Grind, a stylish stunt platformer all about tricks, skill, and speed. Use your futuristic bike to chain together huge combos on tracks made of floating rails. But watch out. Touch the wrong color and you'll explode instantly. Okay. I would love to kick it to Eric. Eric well, you know, this kind of falls into the, the hexagon for you of, like, radical games. You know? <laughs> we played a game a couple of months ago that was a little wizard kid skateboarding that Eric, that we all were, like, very delighted by. What um, game is that? It's a fun game. Uh, oh, hang on, it's I'll find called out what Magic it is Trick. Yeah, magic, something like that. Tri- like, Magic Trick or something. Yeah, <laughs> you are a little wizard skateboarding. It's goofy. And there's, like, a bunch of pigeons. The graphics are really charming. That's fun. And this is, like... This is not that, but there are like elements of that because it is sort of like a futuristic extreme sport. So I'd love to kick it to you and hear your thoughts first. Dude, tubular. Uh, it, it was, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, this game is like, it's fun and flashy. It's mm-hmm. you like, there's these rails and you're on a like, you know, future bike. And if your colored wheel touches the wrong rail, you explode, but then you can change the color of your wheels. You know what game it, it actually reminded me of which is like it's like a very different game but um uh the the train one the forget the brakes or like the oh yeah sure forget the brakes forget the brakes just because it was like it, it's almost like a fast-paced game of like um of like 50 50 decisions right like you're just sort of mm-hmm. like i have to make like a either or decision like over and over and over and over again um visually though like this is like 
it looks cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You can't really argue visually with like this game. Uh, what was how was your your experience, DL and Holly? Yeah, I think out of these three, it was probably my favorite. Um, yeah. I was still really bad at it and couldn't get as far as I wanted. Because, like, surprisingly, it has a story that was actually kind of intriguing. And, like, yeah. I wanted to see where that would go. Um, What's going on with that? I was like, well, <laughs> you're being so sneaky about this, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, but, yeah, no, I definitely I love the, the kind of, like, slightly cyberpunk aesthetic. And the music was great. Um, and especially for me, because I failed constantly, it was just how quickly you kind of get to go again. It's yeah. not like, doesn't make you kind of sit there waiting, which was super important for that kind of game. Um, but yeah, I was into it. Uh, and yeah, like how, you know, it keeps introducing mechanics regularly. Um, it, it reminded me actually of another game, a mobile game called Chameleon Run, which is uh, the same kind of like, you have to match the color to the thing that you're running on. Mm-hmm. Um, but this had a lot more going on with like, you know, trying to get tricks and different like sub goals and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was into it. What about you, Holly? I actually, uh, I was playing it and it, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on the podcast and be like, pass. And then I <laughs> played it three more times. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm literally playing it. So. <laughs> um, but I was the same. Like, as soon as it hit that first narrative beat, I was intrigued. And I'm mostly frustrated because I'm not skilled enough to get more narrative. Like, I think I'm... I, it's hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like. Really hard. Uh, I think I hit my, my skill cap at like 50-something percent. Mm. Um, so I'm like, that's half the story I'm never going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I even got that far before... I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I got that far. Like, because it's funny, right? Because it, it, there's almost this tension between like how fun it is and like how good you have to get. And I, I it was, it, it's almost so fast paced that like I'm not getting good enough, fast enough mm. to it, like get me. You know, like I would hit that. I would hit like whereas with um, you know. Uh, demon truck it was like probably like five minutes of gameplay and then i'd be like all right that's you know kind of enough for me for this one it was like 20 minutes but there was definitely like i pla- i probably played like three times for 20 minutes each and then at like 20 minutes i would be like i've mm-hmm. had my you know i've had my fill but i'm not getting better you know i'm not much better at it but you do start when you yeah. hit a flow state in this game mm. you feel so yeah. good you're mm-hmm. like oh Man, I am just future grinding all over the place. Sometimes <laughs> there's I also think... a... oh, go ahead. Oh no, please go ahead, Holly. Uh, I was gonna say sometimes I think about this uh, drawing I saw online that somebody did of like how all of these games like Harvest Moon or um, I don't know the Final Fantasy like turn-based RPGs mm. they like hand you the fun, but then you play like mm. a Dark Souls game and you like rip the fun out of the dragon's <laughs> chest. Um, <laughs> And I feel like Future Grind is one of those games where, like, my heart rate is up and I'm, like, sweating and, like, I haven't blinked in minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just like, no, I will have fun playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> and Ada's it there is. and she's cool. She's got, like, yeah. a cool, funky haircut. 
like, it is a, it is definitely like game of dexterity sort of a thing. You know, there's definitely a puzzling aspect too, where you're kind of pre-planning your routes. Um, and then yeah. as you go back through it again, you die once you're like, okay, I can't make that mistake again. And then you go through it again and you make that mistake again. <laughs> okay. Yep. This time I'm really not going to make that mistake. And then you do it again. But the, to your point, Diala, it is like so quick. You just pick it up right away and the level's, I don't, I, I did not make it. <laughs> Holly, I really love that you were like, this game, I'm out on it. I'm going to play it four more times. <laughs> you know? I, because pro- I, I did not make it to 50%. I probably made it to maybe like uh, 15 or so around there. I was kind of like, okay, that was great. I probably played for like an hour and a half and really enjoyed myself. Um, but uh, it didn't actually get that hard for me. You know, the whole time I was playing it, it, it felt like it was always kind of reachable within there. And I'm sure later on it becomes like actually an issue of like my old man hands, you know, I don't have the kind of twitchy <laughs> muscles to play like Halo or first person shooters anymore. And it actually applies to this too. Um, I think I found every time I was like, if I went like really slowly and didn't do anything cool. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I can pass it that way. But as soon as I yeah. was like, I'm going to do all these cool tricks and stuff. Then, <laughs> yeah. The no. objectives screw you. <laughs> they yeah. really do. Like, oh, what do you mean man. I have to flip yeah. in the middle? <laughs> Yeah. A golden 720? What are you oh my doing? God. Wasn't that so that was so hard. That's the one that, that was made really me like... hard. <laughs> I think I'm stuck right now on the levels where your the color of your wheel changes every time you touch something. Oh wow. Oh I don't I didn't get that far. And you're using a new bike that's really uh wobbly. <laughs> So you have one wheel that changes color and the other one is a dead wheel that can't touch anything, not even the white bars. Oh, that sounds so hard. Yeah, that's why I gave up. <laughs> there is I, I have like a sequencing disability, you know, that's just like a learning disability I have. And so a game like this, eventually, it's just like, oh, you're just not gonna be able to play anymore. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like there the, the order of operations in my head just will not work compute past a certain point i definitely felt it like bunching up against this you know where you kind of just have to do like math you yeah, know really, i think that's really just, really quickly that's like the dirty little secret about like games like this that appear to be mm-hmm. like twitch based but really you're memorizing the pattern yeah um it, and yeah. i don't know if i like that or i don't like that that's so funny so we just played um... but it works on you i love oh, that. yeah <laughs> i came back for more more punishment <laughs> later <laughs> Celeste with a friend and he was like not into it because it had that same element to it right Mm -hmm. where you were like you had to restart and then you were like oh I start to like develop this like you know kind of you know like I know this rail I know this rail I know I can't do that because I keep doing that and I'm gonna die every time I like jump here and try to flip Um, but that's funny because I agree I don't know wh- whether or not I like it, but I know that my brain is starting to do it when it's I think it's because it's, it's, it's like sneaky. Like I'm mm-hmm. fine with playing something like um, Cytus or Guitar Hero or like rhythm-based games, which are basically the same type of skill you're developing. Mm. Um, but it's like dressed up in a way that it tricks me into playing that kind of game. Yeah, I'm like that's not oh, what I wanted. I wanted the Twitch-based game. I want to feel like I'm right <laughs> on the edge all the time, and my skill is the only thing saving me, not well, not mm-hmm. the uh, muscle memory. And the only thing, I, I, the, not the only thing, but I am curious about the story element too, because we kind of touched upon it. And this is a, a little bit of a spoilery thing, but I think it's interesting to like bring it up with you guys specifically, where you guys had 
a card game that was uh, interesting and cool, but like was really in service of this larger story you were telling and sort of a way of interacting with the world in a certain kind of way. And this has a story element baked into it where as far as I can tell, you can't make any meaningful choices to like interact with the story at all. It's just mm. sort of like story that's happening to you in some ways. Um, and there's two things that I think are really interesting about that is I've heard, um, uh, you know, Science of the Sojourner like called a visual novel in some ways, uh, which is not something that I, I don't know if like that's how you guys felt it was when you were creating it. I didn't experience it that way really, but like, there's so much choice in there. It doesn't really feel like a visual novel and so many different branching gameplay things. Maybe there's elements of that, but this almost feels like more of a visual novel to me because you're, you're just, the story just happens to you as you're like, are doing these cool tricks and stuff like that. Do you guys yeah. get what I'm getting at? There's like no agency in this whatsoever. It's just like how many different ways you can like finagle something to get a story to happen. That feels kind of tacked on and secondary to like, you know, really like the highlight, which is, getting in there and going fast and like doing stuff. Well, so that's what I thought when the f narrative first started happening. And then later I, this is a spoiler too. Later on, you are prompted to play levels again with this narrative intent. Um, oh, but I, and I don't, that's very interesting. I don't know. I think there's the option to not do it. You can just not, go to that level and do it um but i don't know what happens if you don't do it because of course i want to know what happens so i just <laughs> but it might be like you're saying where if i didn't do anything it's just a uh like a skill game and it's not a narrative game that's anymore. fucking cool though that's awesome like god i just gotta play these games a little more sometimes you know like <laughs> not taking it at first blush a little bit because that's the sort of thing that really like i i i love yeah, i just i, was, I, I just say that it's Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was no, going to no. say, like, it seemed like the story was, you know, unnecessary, but that it did add this cool extra hook. But, like, yeah. if they kind of even expanded it further, that, that does make me want to go back and play it some more and see what happens. Yeah, that's why I want to get past 50% so I can see, is there another depth, like, level to this interaction between the gameplay and the narrative? Um, eventually cool. they're going to turn your webcam on and like they'll be like you're the outlaw in the oh game. <laughs> like jokes on them i don't have yeah. a webcam oh exactly yeah. but i do uh yeah i do wonder if there is going to be more interplay like that because i can't even imagine but to be fair mm. i couldn't even imagine this level of interplay mm -hmm. um well, thank you for playing more of it to like put us in our place. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, I want to play more of these games. And I'm like, fingers crossed our guest has like beaten this game so I can know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awesome. There's like, you know, the first time you're like, it's all scrambled and you like touch the digital ball inside yeah, of it. Yeah. Is, I was like, mm -hmm. this is cool. What is this? Uh, oh, man. It feels like you're just speaking a different language <laughs> right now. Yeah. You just yeah. gotta touch the digital ball inside of it. You gotta touch the digital I have, ball. I, think I have this like working theory that maybe like you're in a simulator and like they're killing mm. you over and over and they're like copies of you. I don't know. So Whoa. like and so I was worried That's to touch Whoa. I was worried to touch the glitchy ball because I'm like, what if I'm killing myself? <laughs> I don't know. Don't touch the glitchy ball. <laughs> um why don't we get the final thoughts? Um 
I mean, God, like I, I, after hearing, I was already a play on this one. I thought it was like the, the, to me, the interplay of like the, the just, it feels really fun to like the bike handles really well. And so adding like the different overlays over and over again with sort of like this really fun musical soundtrack, it's just like fun to go over and over again as you're kind of doing this. It feels kind of like one of those infinite runner games where it's about like sort of the reactions um, and I, I like those kinds of games. So I am a play on this, uh, even though I did roll my eyes the first time they sort of the narrative thing uh, erroneously. Um, <laughs> uh, Diala, how about you next? Oh, yeah, I'm a definite play on this as well. Um, and after hearing about like the, the further twists, I kind of want to go back and play it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric. Uh, yeah, Kick I'm a it. play on this. It's flashy it's fun it's radical there's like you know <laughs> cool sexy people telling you to just grind those rails and it's like i don't know yeah yeah it's the, you fu- know, the it future is... we all deserve <laughs> it's fun it's quick it's i mean like you know if if we're talking about like you know polish like there's polish here mm-hmm. right like uh you know even down to the point of like your like body like kind of like flailing and this like you know when you like hit the rail wrong and your bike is <laughs> you like you like you just like go in this like rag dolly kind of like woo, and it's like you know they didn't need to do stuff like that they did stuff like that you know the narrative they mm. didn't need to do the narrative they did the narrative you know it's also really funny because like if i think of like you know to like play in like playstation if you were playing a playstation game it would just be the like you're doing great you're gonna get cool sponsors and i like we're at this point now where narratives can't be this just sort of like you're doing great you're gonna get cool sponsors it's like you know you could like there's something like so you know horrible going on and like you are a subversive you know like hacker cyclist like i love you know (laughs) like the progression of like what a narrative needs to be in order to keep you know me intrigued has is you know kind of exemplified here uh yeah it's a it's a play future grind's cool how about you holly play definite definite play they showed me Um, yeah, like how you were saying you were initially a pass and you played more than any of us. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's almost like the biggest compliment you can give a thing, yeah. right? It's just like, I it did not want to like this and then I kept coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I I, mean, you know, it's it's polished. It's a it's a finished game for sure. Um, mm. But I, I really appreciated that narrative aspect that I was not expecting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought... Like I saw the game and I knew what it was and then it, you know, threw me for a loop. So I would definitely say play on this game. It's going to be a quadruple. Play. Unbelievable. Fantastic. That's a quad play. Whoa. A very rare Bundle Buddies <laughs> uh, lineup. Yeah, how do you I do quad know. plays when you only have one guest? <sighs> you know, it's usually a triple play. And this time we got a quad play, which is just that's that's 4K, baby. That's uh, extra extra action there. Um, OK, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, can we is there anything you'd like to plug anything coming up that you're working on that you're excited about? Uh, nothing to really talk about yet, unfortunately. Mm. How about you, Holly? Um, I mean, other than this, like, dinky prototype I have where my f- trees don't work, right? Um, I would say, uh, 
be kind to parents of toddlers. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having us. This was fun. Oh my god, thank oh, you! Thank and you I'll so just plug one more time: Signs of the Sojourner, uh, one of my favorite games we've played in the bundle, a true lifeline for me in uh, dark parts of the pandemic that I, I really, really enjoyed. So thank you guys for making that, and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Okay, a great episode of Bundle Buddies, Alex. I think we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, next week, we're joined by returning guest Jonah Cooper. She's back again. Uh, last time we had Jonah on, all three games were triple plays. The first Woo! time that ever happened. Uh, so you'll have to check in to see if her uh, winning streak is repeated. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The games we're playing know. are A Normal Lost Phone by Dear Villagers, Penguins Arena by Fro Games, and Sare by Insert Disc 5. That's it. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please. And check us on the web at Bundle underscore Buddies on Twitter. www.bundlebuddies.com Bundle Buddies Podcast. Oh, fuck me. www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com www.bundlebuddiesfuckmepodcast.com I love you, Eric. <laughs>